Hello once again to Hollow Hollow Hangouts. Uh, this is your epi- second episode for the month of March. Uh, my name is Edwin. I'm your host, and with me, as always, is Panda Cat Dragon. Squeeze, <laughs> trying to suffocate a Grogu. Looks like. It's a Grogu plushie, okay? I'm not suffocating him. He's he's supporting me. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, hello, Mabuhai. Ako si Pam. And that is the extent the- of Pam's Tagalog. <laughs> I am working on it, okay? You've, it's been a while. I hadn't had time to got- chill. And watch any Tagalog movies. <laughs> well, you've got what a month, maybe, maybe a little longer yes. than until you gotta go to the Philippines. Till you take your your legendary trip to the Philippines. I'm pretty sure my my <laughs> my my parents are excited about it. But oh, I'm yeah, sure. I'm gonna go soon. And yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited because the last time I went to the Philippines, I was like. 12 years old, I think. Sixth grade. Does that really so, count? Huh? Does that really count? What? <laughs> to go to the Philippines with your... I don't know. I feel like when you're there, you know, you're sort of like dragged by your parents to go. You know? Well, yeah, well. Sort of like never really... I okay. guess you get like like the like the touristy experience of the Philippines when you're 12 years old. I want to say. <laughs> right? Because you're... I mean, you're getting, I mean, when I went back when I was 12, I went back when I was 12 years old as well. And I went there with my cousins and, and my parents and my aunts and uncles on my dad's side. And I, we, my cousin and I got freaking dragged everywhere. Places that we didn't even want to be at. We still had to go. So I mean, isn't, but yeah, I mean, that is true with any vacation, not just exclusively, exclusively the Philippines. Yeah. Because I remember like. Like when my parents went to Hawaii, which is like honeymoon primary. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that one, like, I mean, I had fun. The beaches were just beautiful. Oh, yeah. Food was awesome. But wherever you go, it's like a wedding here, a wedding there. Oh, someone proposed here. And I'm like, this is way too many lovey dovey stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, well, this was in Hawaii or this is in the Philippines? Hawaii. Hawaii? Okay. Yeah, and that one was actually, uh, yeah, that was after. It was after the Philippine trip. And I don't know how old I was, but yeah, it was me and my parents. My parents had a blast, of course, but of course. me and like, this is awkward. And you learned that Hawaii was expensive. Yes. But. I do remember that we did run into a Filipino, like, workers in the hotel. Oh, just like Vegas. Okay. Yeah. 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 Very reminiscent. (laughs) Very reminiscent of Vegas. Yes. So, but yeah. Well, so yeah, back to my trip. Um, Yeah. I just wanted to spend time with my parents. It's been a while. So. It's good to go back. I mean, any, any person who was born in the United States or, you know, any, any, any 
Filipinos, you know, especially with like at least one Filipino parent, right? Yeah. That was that were born that was born here, but have like that that connection. I think they should take at least one trip to the Philippines, you know, because chances are yeah. you're gonna have cousins and family there that you have not know you do not know, but for somehow they are connected to you you know blood wise and and let's face it okay the philippines if anybody has ever been there sans manila <laughs> okay or sans any big city <laughs> you know i'm talking about going to the beaches going to the restaurants and going to see like crazy crazy naturey stuff right it's it is the most beautiful place you know in the world and there's a reason why Condonass always goes there and one of those you know three out of the ten beaches that gets ranked is from the Philippines because it's it's one of those places where you know it's very postcardy like look at me look at me how jealous are you now because I'm Sipping a mai tai in the, you know, in front of a front of the ocean type thing, and it's cheap. Yeah. It's cheap. <laughs> I mean, you can go to Hawaii, right? Is what Pam says. It's expensive AF over in Hawaii. It is. You know, so it's 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 a good place to go, and especially if you're there, you know. And there's always this thing where, at least I believe, is that. You can go to the Philippines and be the tourist, right? And just yeah. stay at whatever resort that you're in. Or you can experience the Philippines by going where the locals are. You know? Yeah. And that's a whole different world. It's... Yeah. You know? I mean, no, I agree. Backpackers from around the world, like, stay in hostels in the Philippines and... They go to the bars and the clubs and that sort of thing. The, you know, seaside places. And it's a whole different world than yeah. what you experience in the resorts. Those are the kind of places I like going to. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, um, yeah, it's I, I'm actually a little jealous of Pam going back, but... <laughs> <laughs> well to be honest well i'm a bit scared because i'm going by myself and you know being a woman traveling by herself yeah. there's always like those you know threats or fears that yep. you know what if what if yeah. but i mean i've traveled by myself just once before so it's not completely foreign to me but at the same time this is my first international travel by myself oh i was gonna say i was like i was like is this your first you know is this your second no, time you've traveled internationally I, I mean yeah this is my first by, by myself by i've yourself. traveled internationally before but usually okay. it's with somebody else and yeah. but it's it, yeah i know how it generally all works and i do know that you know there, there are people there that will are willing to help me out, yeah, and whatever. And but, um, you know, once here's the thing: once you do I, it once, if when when you travel internationally for the first time, right? Yeah, you sort of like 
you know, you rip that bandaid off, you get nervous. You got, I mean, to me, when I first traveled internationally for the first time, I thought of it as an adventure. Well, there you go, you know? yeah. And it was an experience that not a lot of people get to take, especially when it comes to Southeast Asia, right? Mm, yeah. To travel alone in Southeast Asia. It is a whole different world than like, I'm going to go travel by myself to UK. You know, it's like, it's not, yeah. it is, uh, it's, it is scary. I almost got lost in Manila airport because anybody who's been to, I mean, the, the audience here probably know about Manila airport or, you know, Nino Aquino airport. I think it's still called Nino Aquino airport unless it got changed, but there's separate terminals, yeah. you know? The main terminal, the international terminal, is like Terminal 1. And if you're trying to go somewhere else other than Terminal 1, because you're going to like, oh, Cebu or Davao or wherever, right? Yeah, yeah. You have to travel to Terminal 3. Where the heck is Terminal 3? You got to take a freaking bus to get to Terminal 3. And hopefully your plane isn't delayed, which happened to me the first time I traveled. Oh, no. And... <laughs> I, yeah, funny story, right? Apparently, a plane was, like, there was an emergency landing in Manila Airport when I was there. And they told all the other planes to, like, circle around the airport. And finally, we landed in Clark Air Force Base because we were running out of fuel. So, all these planes that were circling around ended up landing in Clark. And... We had to take turns getting refilled. So you see all okay. these planes like lined up and like these like these uh, tanker trucks like trying to refill all these airplanes so they can actually land to Manila. By the time I landed in Manila, it was like 1230 in the morning there. Oh, so number one, my flight, my flight already got my, the flight that I was supposed to be on already left. Oh, no. Right. Oh, that's not good. And then I had to get to Terminal 3. <laughs> so, and you're and then, like, where and is And then it? my bag, I was trying to figure out if my bag, like, left with my first flight. Right? <laughs> oh, my. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. So, I was like, so there was like, what the heck is going on? And I was like asking this poor, this poor gal, you know, she couldn't have been more than like freaking like 18 years old. She looked like she didn't know what the heck she was doing. <laughs> oh, no. You know, and then she was trying her best to, like, you know, like, you know, go to the, go to, like, the transfer desk, you know? And they have, like, the small little transfer desk, like, outside the, the bag pickup place. And then there's, okay. like, signs everywhere. It's like, okay, shuttle, hotels, and whatever. And there was something called Grab, <laughs> which I think it was, like, their, their Uber. <laughs> <laughs> during that time oh okay yeah so grab. what it's called grab and then okay. so i went to i was like so i befriended this other this filipino family i think they were just traveling and they were like the the the, the dad was like my age right okay so and he they came from texas so they were on the same oh, flight i okay. was in so we just got to talk and he was helping me out like like, where the heck am I supposed to go? Like, where's my bags and all this stuff, you know? And he was trying to figure it out, too. At least he knew the language a lot better than I did. So, 
he got so he kind of squared everybody away because I wasn't the only one lost <laughs> and <laughs> and so we so he was pretty much our leader at that point and we all <laughs> we all went we all went together to terminal 3 our flight didn't leave to like gosh our flight didn't leave to like 6 o'clock in the morning because okay. that was like the next flight, but we had to get those plane tickets. So we were sitting in a Philippine Airlines desk with these freaking like 15, 16 year olds, like in back, like behind the computer, like, like we were just sitting there in the in the ticketing office, and they were sitting there trying to figure things out, right? Yeah. And seriously, it was like I felt like I was. It's like, am I in a? It's like, am I in a like a, a Deca club or something like a like a like a high school business club? Because everyone's like wearing suits and dresses <laughs> and something. Because you know they were in their their Philippine airline attire, right? You know, and so by the we we were done. We got you know we got our tickets and everything like that, and we all like sort of like gathered around like in a red ribbon, you know, getting something to eat. <laughs> we're like just like this like this huge group. <laughs> we were just we were just there like waiting for a flight and it was kind of like one of those like adventures that we managed to like you know find a group get to know each other and stuff like that and we were just sitting there talking for like three hours you know getting to know each other you know and one of them oh, was cool. actually going to the family the same family that was helping me out and everybody out they were on their way to Davao too everybody was on their way to Davao oh nice um and so everybody knew how to speak, you know, Bisai and stuff like that, which was mm. nice. And, um, yeah. And then when I, they found out, it was kind of funny because as soon as they found out what my last name was, <laughs> you know, apparently yeah. one of them knew one of my cousins. And <laughs> Small like, world. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> What's going on? This is nuts. So, but. So, yeah. So, um. Luckily, I don't have to. Uh, my relatives are in the main island. That's good. And they're That's about, easy. They're about an hour away from Manila. Yeah. So I don't think I need to worry about Terminal 3. No. I probably, just need to... They'll probably hold up a sign that says Pam. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Probably. Um... So I I need to make a list. Um, so that's one thing I need to do. I need to make a list of, you know, what I need to know when I travel. Because yep. anything from like, like how to get over jet lag, like going there is easier than coming back. Going there is easier than coming back. And, yeah. and I think, I and think you only allow yourself to sleep. What was it from for like six hours mm -hmm. what, and then that's it what you i try to stay awake yeah what i do honestly is as soon as i'm on up in the air wherever your next destination is in if you're taking delta i think you're going to korea first i want to say you're taking that like minneapolis to to Incheon. it's probably korea, most likely that something yeah. like that um I turn my I turn my my watch phone to Korea time at that oh, point. Okay. And then I go by that and I sleep according to that. So I start 
are already sort of waning me myself to their time zone in okay. terms of sleep and everything. Sometimes it doesn't work out just because the meals and stuff like that, they're sort of still like they still get a little weird, <laughs> you know, because you're getting yeah. you're getting fed three times an in international flight. So right. yeah. And and oh yeah, pro tip, don't get stuck in the middle seats. Just don't. You mean the middle, get, like is get it, an aisle. there's a clump of seats. Yeah, get an you aisle seat. Yeah, you okay. want forget the window seat. You want an aisle seat because you're gonna want to get up all the time. Because it's a long flight. You're talking about like a 13 hour flight. Yeah. So and I mean for any of the listeners that are thinking of going to the Philippines, I mean it's 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 how many hours in the air? It's a long time. Too long? It's too long. <laughs> I mean, total, um, is it 13 hours to get to, I want to say it's 13 hours from Minneapolis to to Seoul or Incheon, okay. uh, Korea. And then there's like an additional four or five hours to get to, to get to from Manila. From there to Manila. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're going to be, you're going to be up in the air for like, for like 18 hours. So if you, I mean... If you are able to get an aisle seat, but if not, um, my next suggestion, and this unfortunately involves more money, is to invest in premium economy. Yes, but the extra inches in front of you will make a difference. Get emergency. Get an emergency exit row. <laughs> Seriously, emergency. emergency exit row is oh, it's 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 in the next level of economy. Because yeah, you and are the stretching. <laughs> yeah, and the likelihood of you being in an actual emergency very, very little. Very, very little. I mean, little. now that I say it, someone will be like, "Well, there was just one time." And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah, we're not talking but, about it's never going to happen, but it's 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 pretty minute. It's still pretty li- little. Yeah, um, it's very little and it's kind of. I mean, when I when I traveled there, the last time I traveled to the Philippines on that the Minneapolis to Seoul, I had an exit row seat. Oh, that's nice. And it was, it was just a delight. <laughs> like yeah. it was just, it was just nice, you know. Yep. But um, so travel tips check. Yeah. Um, I plan on like having a very light like checked in bags because i do plan on buying stuff in the philippines because it's cheaper there yeah and you gotta remember too that well if you're just if you're doing one airline right because you're only going to manila so you don't have to worry about like extra luggage fees and stuff like that which is i know yeah which is nice because i had to pay extra luggage fees i'm like because i had to take a was a cebu pacific flight Um, on my way back so, so that's just something to, to think about. There's a difference between domestic. It's just like in the United States. There's a difference between domestic and international, especially in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's that's always something to think about. If you have one flight, like one flight carrier, all the way to Manila, right? And there is no such thing as that. Pro tip: <laughs> put a luggage because you're allowed two check-ins. I think right. Two check-ins, one carry-on, I believe. Yeah, yes. two check-ins, one carry. Bring one check-in 
on your way there. Put a smaller suitcase inside that check-in. If you're gonna get stuff. And then check in two baggages on your way back. I I <laughs> Okay. Pro okay. Tip, I right? see that, yeah. <laughs> so just a th- it's just a thing. It's just uh, one of those like I don't care I don't have a carry, I just bring like a like a like a, a I mean, backpack with me on the plane. I mean granted, I don't think I'm gonna buy a lot. Like I'm not gonna go on a shopping well, if, spree. Well if you're gonna get a whatever. big spoon, big fork, you're gonna You're gonna <laughs> want that room. <laughs> My big spoon, big fork, on my jong set. Yeah, my jong set, big spoon, big fork. What else are you going to get? You're going to get... Maybe big... one or two pairs of shoes. One or two pairs of shoes, right? Um, uh, oh, Souvenirs, <laughs> trinkets, I mean, whatever ca- captures my fancy. Yeah, there. I mean, it's if you're going to go to a shopping spree, it's the Philippines because everything's cheap over there. I mean... <laughs> I know, but I also have to... F- <laughs> I just like, I have to figure out space in my luggage. Yeah first so i know i know plenty of people i know plenty of people who travel internationally especially when i was in like in in my 20s in college when they went to like like overseas like even like in mexico or or like places they know that was going to be cheap to buy stuff Mm -hmm. they would just like bring two pairs of clothes and buy the rest of their clothes over there Oh, and... see, that, that works. There. Actually, you know what? My sister, because she lives uh, in Belgium, clothing there is more expensive there than yeah. here. So whenever she comes and visits the U.S., she it's usually prime it. time for her to buy clothes here because there's, they're cheaper. <laughs> She's going over to the Mall of America. She, like we have, day. we yeah. have actually, we have gone there. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't, yeah. She, um, but yeah, um, I think, uh, and, and okay, another thing, and then we can move on. Yeah. Um, another thing for those that are thinking of going to the Philippines, just like me, um, be mindful of your cell phone plans. Yes. Yes. So, don't be uh, like my I'm brother. Gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have to call my cell phone provider and yeah. just to ask what's the best deal. Yeah. Otherwise, I might just have to buy a phone. Any there. any Filipino will tell you the best way to do it is to just buy get a get an unlocked phone or get a phone in the Philippines. All the phones in the Philippines are unlocked, right? Kay. Even the Oppo ones. Okay, go get a Chinese made. Oppo, Huawei, yeah, they're not gonna work in the United States, especially Huawei, right? But, <laughs> but you know what? Get it, well, get an Oppo. Oppo will work here. I already know uh, that, is, right? Is but, that, are those phones like smartphones? <laughs> they're smartphones, and they're cheap oh, okay. AF in the Philippines. Like I was like sitting there, I was so contemplating on buying an Oppo phone in the Philippines when the last time I was there. because uh. number one, they look. They look freaking good. Like I'm telling you, like, like I saw some phones over there. Like, what are we doing here in the United States? Oh, we're still like playing around with our iPhones. They got like, like front-facing cameras are flipping around. You know, they like pop up out of the case and flipping around, and and they have like cameras that are like with huge CMOS sensors that are like, like even the front, the front camera is a huge CMOS sensor. It's, like. 
they really take their selfies seriously over there. Uh, <laughs> they do. Completely. They do. Yeah. And the phones show it, but they're so freaking cheap. Like, it was like an Oppo phone over there for like 50 bucks. I think <laughs> I can swing 50 bucks. Um, so, yeah, I think that's something that I, again, another thing that I have to do. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Pre-played, um, prepaid plans over there are cheap AF compared to the prices here. Oh my okay. gosh. Like I'm sitting there going like what are we doing? Like I don't Well, first of all, I don't think I'd buy a Chinese phone, you know, personally and bring it to the United States because there it is something work, called right? customs. And uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's true. that was the thing that was sort of holding me back because there was that the that was a time when like Huawei was in hot water here. So, so if I do <laughs> buy a phone, it'll probably best for me to just leave it there. That's what I did like like I have a phone I think one of my parents' phones are still there with my cousin and stuff like that and I just told him to okay. hang on to it, you know, and we'll probably you know, if it still works, it works kind of thing, you know, but it's uh I mean Nokia was like my go to. The first times I went to the Philippines by myself, I had a Nokia bar phone that was open. You know, like that was that was unlocked and open, and I just slipped a the Philippine SIM card in there, and it worked just like the United States and the Philippines. You know, huh, okay. That's when I realized people in the Philippines text like freaking maniacs <laughs> on these freaking Nokia phones. <laughs> Holy crap! Like, doesn't your fingers hurt? Like after a while, like they're so fast, and they're accurate. I'm like, okay, never mind. I'm done. I'm just gonna stick to talking. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Edwin. It's either it's either um, it's a new technological uh, thing, or or is it just your age? They just they just no. They just freaking adapt. This was like me when like I was 17. Oh, <laughs> was it 17 years old? And like texting texting was just like becoming a thing there. And they were like, oh yeah. And my cousins came here from from the Philippines when I was like 20. 23 or something like that but it was like 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 seriously like it was like it was like ungodly fast texting and i'm like how the heck do you do that teach me your ways because it was so impressive but that's there in the philippines the thing is talking their phones in the philippines are more expensive than texting texting is like practically free over there so yeah I get it. I, I we, get it, Philippines. <laughs> um, I think it's also a, a generational thing, too. A lot of young people would prefer to text than talk, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. So, uh, yeah, check out your cell phone <laughs> plans. Make sure that you can travel with your phone. Don't be like my brother who, like, didn't find that out until, like... He he did he did all the steps, and when he got to the Philippines, nothing worked. Nothing worked. I'm not yeah. gonna tell. I'm not gonna say what carrier he had. Okay. <laughs> Although one of my favorite games way back in the day was Ion, so there's a clue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it didn't work. It just did not work in you know in the Philippines and mine. I was with Sprint at the time, and that thing worked like, like it, my phone was from there. That's how okay. good my good that was. And I don't know if T-Mobile's the same. 
his T-Mobile bot sprint, but I can only find out until I go back to the Philippines if whether or not it's the same. But I'm not holding hopes, so... <laughs> So yeah, uh, that's my grocery list of things to do, and I hope that we helped out some people plan out their yeah. Philippine trip. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Again, go if you can. I mean, seriously, don't, El Nido, El Nido Puerto Princesa, oh my god. Mwah. It's like the most beautiful places in the world. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, you know, traveling there is a, is a hassle. Well, that in itself is an understatement. Yeah. But once you get there, oh my god, you're gonna have a good time. I I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to go there. Yeah, it's. I'm so I'm a little jealous. I'm just a little jelly that you're going back. <laughs> you well, get, when you are get you planning on going back? You get red ribbon oh, over there. Hey, get... Edwin, you <laughs> helped yourself to those things not too long ago. <laughs> you get like. You get the, what is it, like, Rosa Bakery, Goldilocks. you got Goldilocks there, you got, you got... Oh, don't, don't forget, I get to hear my blood. Blood, blood, <laughs> that's right, blood. <laughs> that whole entire week, that vendor's just gonna come every day. Gosh, I just, and oh, then I miss that. we'll be, oh. we'll just break down crying once they, once I leave. Oh, no, you can't bring no. that on the plane, can you? No. Gosh, I never even check if when I went to Vegas they had balut in that market. Oh my I, gosh! Okay. I think, I think <laughs> there was a time. I think there was a time when a place here in Minnesota did carry balut, but then of course they had to stop. I thought there was a time like long ago that they there was balut because I remember eating ha eating some over at the house that I. In my childhood, home. what? Oh my! It gosh. was it was possible, and then they just stopped. And Dried I think fish. I know why. Oh yeah, probably. It's not. Come on. Yeah, it's... I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's like, uh, I miss it. Catch <laughs> the dried fish. All the all the blood. Oh my gosh. Okay, we need to move on before I really get hungry. Okay, uh. so <laughs> shall we cover some uh, local? news yes let's cover it so what's in the so local news today so i don't know if anyone noticed um back on march 15th i woke up and i noticed that google had you know sometimes a google changes their like logo like every day oh like i think for women's month they like featured a bunch of women yep and if it was some famous person's birthday they would have their face on it or whatever on march 15th they featured something something very filipino there's someone in the google plex that's full-on filipino <laughs> that did this that works in that and department they had why would they pick just adobo <laughs> you know or so but well, but the thing is, though, this is strictly Filipino. Oh, I yeah. I mean, chick uh, like chicken adobo is multicultural, yeah. but it's different per culture. This yeah. is strictly Filipino. Yeah. You want to know this why? Is why? They had the wooden spoon and fork. <laughs> the big spoon, big fork. <laughs> the big spoon, big fork. The G was the spoon. 
and the spoon had yep. like a G sauce That's on it. So and the Google fork right. was the E at the end. Yes. And I'm like That's Filipino. That's undoubtedly yep. Filipino. You can tell if you're in a Filipino kitchen because they have a big spoon, big fork somewhere. I have mine in my kitchen. <laughs> a um, big spoon, big fork. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, yeah, un that's the reason. Well, that's not the only reason, but it's one of the reasons why I'm going to the Philippines because I don't have or... one for my place. Yeah, so it's... I'm going to get one from the source. <laughs> Quite honestly, when I first moved into my house here, you know, my current house, that was like the first thing I hung up was the big spoon, big fork. Just sort of like plant my plant my territory with my big spoon, big fork. Right there on the wall. So Yeah. <laughs> yep, my parents also had it in, in their place here. And I'm pretty sure they just took it with them. Oh, yeah. But I'm like, take it. I need my own. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, I mean, I, I, there... It was so cool because when you click on the little like Google icon, it would take you to like a Filipino like Filipino adobo recipe. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that's really cool. Yeah, they had all the major ingredients for Filipino adobo on that thing. And so. It just I I saw it and it was then later highlighted on the CSFA uh, Facebook page. Yep, I saw that and. If you want, if you want to check out the doodle, is what it's called, uh, the Google Doodle. Yeah. The CSFA, it's on the CSFA Facebook page. It's yeah. really cute. It's I cool. like it. It's really cool. I uh, I noticed that when I got into work, and I in one of my pages is the Google page. I was like, ooh. See, <laughs> I think in the morning, ooh. of course, I woke up, I saw it on Google, and I'm like, oh, that's cute. It looks kind of a, I wasn't sure if it was really, really Filipino and then you sent it to me again and I was like dude check it out and I'm like what and then I saw it I saw I finally saw oh is that the wooden spoon and fork <laughs> and then sh and then I clicked on it it took me to the Filipino chicken adobo yep. recipe and I'm like oh that's cool yep I was in <laughs> Yeah, I was actually quite. I was actually quite uh, a little proud there. <laughs> you know, it's like everybody got to see big, big spoon, big fork, and chicken adobo. And someone from my office also piped up. It's like, hey, you got something Filipino on Google? I'm like, yep. Yep, I know. <laughs> yep, that's right. That's right. And speaking of chicken adobo, if anyone is craving some. There will be a Candaria on Sunday, April 2nd. Yes, yes. At the Philippine Center. And that's, that's in what? Ma Maplewood? Yeah. That's in Maplewood, Maplewood, the Philippine Center in Maplewood. Um, you can go to pretty much all the Philippine associations. They have, the, they have a link to the Philippine Center. And um, you can Google. Google. Philippine Center, mini uh, Maplewood. So it's there. They yep. do. They usually do it like the first Sunday of every month. Usually, so, yes. Yeah, I can't so, go because they changed my freaking church time. So I have to like ditch church just to get there. Kind of sad. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but for those, yeah, for those that are able to, it usually starts at 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Yeah. Uh, my advice is to go get there as early as you can, especially if you want to try to get some desserts. Because as the day goes by, the desserts, you know, they kind of have some slim pickings the closer to the end of the event. Yep. So you've been warned, but please, if you've been trying, wanting to try out chicken adobo, pancit, um, I mean, uh, their their food changes. It changes because so, the vendors change, right? Yeah. So, but I think those two are usually the. There are some, some of it there. Yeah. But hey, if you if 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 you can't make it, there's always the other Filipino restaurants around town, you yep. know. So you got Cucina over in my neck of the woods, and you got Manila Walk over in St. Paul. Um, there's a Calzada uh, over in St. Paul. A poison a down from Minneapolis. In Minneapolis. Yeah. So you can go to those. I mean, my personal favorites, you know, Casina and Manila, because they, they're very authentic over there. Yeah. So that's the. Uh, yep. But please be mindful. Check out their hours uh, yep. because n not all places are open every day. Yeah. These are still uh, budding. Uh, businesses yeah so um, they're very yeah, just... yeah they're very mom and pop you can't get any more mom and pop seriously manila walk it literally is a mom and pop behind the yep. <laughs> behind the counter so but they're good they're very very good go check it out as you can and um unfortunately um that's all that i have for local events Sweet. there's n there's nothing no special events coming up but I assume that once the weather uh, warms up, there will be more. Yeah. What's going on in the Philippines? What is going on in the Philippines now? Well, well, today is of was it uh, the 126th Philippine <sighs> Army founding anniversary? Well, that's that's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> so. Ah, so yeah, it looks like uh, President Marcos Jr. Uh, commemorated the armed forces today over at Fort uh, Fort Bonifacio. Yep. How do you say that? Ta Taguig. 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 Yeah. City. Mm hmm. I don't actually know where that is. I think that's in Luzon, like Manila somewhere. Oh, I don't know. I'm actually quite sure. <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah. So yes, we are recording on March twenty second, so this is a celebration that is, um, yeah, that's celebrated every yeah. March twenty second, and this year is their one hundred twenty sixth anniversary. Yeah. I know some of you, you know, some Filipinos will probably say, "Wait a minute, the uh, I thought the army was was officially founded in uh, what was that like nineteen thirty five or something like that?" No. They're going all the way back. <laughs> They're going all the way back to Aguinaldo here, okay? So, it's like 1897. Like, before the Philippines became an official country. Like, this was like back when, like, the Spanish rebellion. You know, like, we were fighting against the Spanish. 
first time. That's where I guess it's official now in the Philippine mm-hmm. eyes. So that's the so yeah. There's a bit of a. I mean, we were looking at Wikipedia and it said it was like 1935 or something like that, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm not very big with anything army related whether it's the Philippines or the US but I'm just on the pia.gov.ph site yep. and I'm just reading on what what he did so of course he president gave out a speech something about military yay mm-hmm. um, <laughs> military, military military yay, yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it looks like it looks like there's a bloodletting drive Oh, you mean you mean blood donation? They they use the term bloodletting drive, (laughs) wherein they raised they raised over (laughs) four hundred eighty five bags of blood from one thousand two hundred seventy three registered donors in partnership with the Philippine Red Cross and Philippine Army Officers Ladies Club. Okay, that's cool. That is cool. The army also conducted a novelty shoot fest. To raise funds for a cause. Uh, that was back on March 18th. Huh. It's just, it's just you know, like a shooting range, yeah. I think, I would assume. Hey, celebrate with guns, I mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's like we never left. Um, it, it can, and th- this is interesting, it can be recalled that the Philippine Army is the oldest and largest branch of the armed forces of the Philippines responsible for ground warfare. It's been involved in numerous battles, including the continuous communist struggle in the Philippines, Mm -hmm. local conflict and international conflicts alongside other national military forces. When they have military drills, like military exercises with the U S that's them. Right. You know, fun mm -hmm. fact, you know, the U S is starting to, build up their military presence in the in the Philippines you know alongside with the Filipino army army navy and air force of the Philippines they actually sent a bunch of F22s there recently so it is is it um does that have to do with anything china kind of approaching oh oh no the, i mean or, oh <laughs> no this, it is it is you know basically you know it's just Sort of like making sure that, you know, our friends are, are A-OK and that, uh, you know, I mean, we, as far as, you know, what the news is saying in terms of like with, you know, what's happening with China and Taiwan and stuff, like, I'm sure it has something to do with that. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> it's, it is, you know, we don't have blinders that bad. What's going on, you know? But, but yeah, Philippine, the Philippine army is actually, it's, it is one of those um it's one of those institutions that it's not really i mean it's every country has their armies you know but the people who actually ran those and made and built them up are i think it's more significant like i mean who was i was talking to to um pam before the show is that you know general uh antonio luna came out from this army and 
anybody mm. who has ever been to West Point or you know studied military tactics, he is the guy who pretty much um, wrote the book, <laughs> wrote the textbook on guerrilla warfare. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is he is studied, you know, and respected in other in other institutions around the world as a military genius. And yeah. So, Aguinaldo, uh, who was it? Uh, his, uh, the person who came after him, um, um, Aguinaldo, um, you know, the boy general dude, you know, it, he came out mm. of this too, right? Yeah. You know, and so there's, you know, it's just, you know, Phil, the, the Philippine military, you know, the army is, I mean, it's looked at as like sort of like, how we see the the continental army of the United States way back when we were trying to find our independence, right? Right. It's the same thing with this army that we see it as. That's why, like, they dated all the way back to you know late, you know, the late nineteenth century, because that's when we first started to think about. You know, we need to kick the Spanish out. You know, yeah. and we kind of want to be our own country. We can handle ourselves, you know. You know, like I, you know, Spanish is too hard for us. You know, we'd rather, you know, figure out our own yeah, yeah. our own language, right? But it's like, you know, it's one of those things where I think it's, you know, there, it's one of those similarities with the United States in terms of how we see the military. You know. I yeah. Mean, so it's, it's a, you know, I'm, it's, it's a, I think this is proper. I think it's great. You know, I think, you know, the, the Philippine military, you know, it's the Philippines is, you know, I mean, people joke around here in the United States, like, oh, you know, like, was that like two battalions and a, you know, but it's, it's more than that. They take, they take military there seriously. And um, mm -hmm. the army seriously, the air force, you know, I mean, we've gotten the United States have helped a lot with the Philippines in trying to rebuild their armies, especially after World War II. So right. MacArthur has always looked at the Filipino army and the Filipino people with great respect um, and that they fought alongside during World War II. Um, my own grandmother fought, you know, in World War II as a, as a guerrilla um Huh. fighter so his her name is actually on a plaque and you know in uh on the island that she came from <laughs> so oh, that's cool yeah it's 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 insane i didn't know that until until was it 2012 when i was really serious about looking at my ancestry and mm. that was one of them and i didn't know that there's a there's a statue of my uncle or my my great uncle i guess in the same island because he he fought in that in World War Two as a guerrilla fighter and he died during that time. So there's like a statue erected for him with his name on it. It's like that. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. So it's you know I've got I've got I've got respect for you know for Philippine military and what they did and mm -hmm. you know and um you know sometimes you know I mean I have. During the Marcos regime, you know, I mean, if it weren't for the military to 
say this is completely wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? It could have gotten It could have gotten really bad. So I was yeah. it's very good that the that the heads of the military saw this as a, a bad thing. That was yeah. gonna it was gonna destroy the Philippines. That Yes. That they turned against and that's when Marcos had to you know leave town you know and you know cry for help and went to the Hawaii <laughs> to Hawaii you know to Hawaii so it is yeah I mean it's it is a it is a thing and now you know they're again assisted by the United States to defend those seas so yeah I just found it interesting that you know, the day of all days, we decided to record on yeah. <laughs> the founding anniversary of the Philippine Army. I just found it cool. Yeah, it's cool. Edwin, do you have any other news from overseas? Yes. Okay. So this isn't actually overseas. Um, well, actually, I'm going to start with this. Okay. So we know who's the Phil- president of the Philippines right now, right? It's Bong Bong Marcos, right? The son Marcos of Mark of of Ferdinand Marcos, right? Now, yes. here's the thing. I read this on Phil Star, and this sort of like I took a back at this. Um, so this is on Phil Star. Um, hold on, I gotta hold on, pull it up here so I don't so I get this right because I'm still trying to figure this out. Um, so two, okay, so a senator, right, with the help of, um, yeah, so a senator, Robin Hood Padilla, that's right, his name is Robin Hood, right, Filipinos have weird names sometimes, (laughs) okay, (laughs) so, Senate Constitutional Amendment Panel Chairperson, Robin Hood Padilla, Agreed Wednesday with Chief Presidential Legal Counsel Juan's Ponce and Real. Now this guy is 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 noted because because he was actually during the time of his dad's regime, right? The safeguard on the Declaration of Martial Law in the 1987 Constitution, right? So they did redo the Constitution after the Marcos regime, right? Should okay. be removed. They want to remove those, those, those guards, right, oh. from the Constitution about martial law. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> so during a hearing on proposals for charter change, and real, again, pounced on the deletion of the phrase imminent danger thereof in the provision laying the grounds for the declaration of martial law which he said put the government at a disadvantage so basically you take power away from the president to declare martial law things could go bad because there's not going to be centralized whatever right (laughs) I think we've heard this story before (laughs) so wow he goes, so he's quoted here, right? The reason why the president was given the power to declare martial law for an imminent condition of war, rebellion, invasion, and insurrection, so that we can immediately prepare so that no bloodshed would be shed. Hmm. Really? <laughs> okay. Um. So. I think as we've heard this story before. I mean, I don't know. I'm not surprised. 
I'm, I'm, I'm not little, surprised. I'm just a little worried about this, right? So. Oh yes. I mean, the United States. Okay, here's the thing. I don't think the president of the United States can declare martial law without the approval of. I mean, we pretty much tried this during the p- pandemic, in a sense, right? Like. I think so, yeah. Yeah, like it's, you know, like you can't declare, you know, mask mandates, yada, 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 or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, we've seen this show before, (laughs) you know? As Americans, you mean? As Americans, and as, you know, people who've read about EDSA and read about (laughs) what's going on, you know, Mm -hmm. what happened, like, in the 70s and 80s in the Philippines. We've read this before. You know, we've seen this before. You know, there's a reason why they put that in the Constitution because they didn't want to see someone like, you know, a strong-arm dictator trying to do the same thing as another strong-arm dictator did. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of like we're, you're 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 pulling this card. You're really gonna pull this. You're you're, you're hoping that people have forgotten what happened. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like you no, come on. You know, it's think about it just think about it right i mean it is very concerning you know hearing it you know from you know from america just hearing it i'm worried i'm really worried about i don't know phil if someone's listening for the philippines can you please email us and see what you guys think about this because we're here in the united states and we're reading this i'm like it just smells like it just smells like 1980s Duran Duran and freaking, <laughs> you know, like, you know, freaking, you know, like, you know, Flock of Seagulls, 1980s, maybe a little Bee Gees, late 70s, you know, it just, it just swaths. Like, swaths. <laughs> it's just like, what's going on? You know, I want to know. I kind of want to know what 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 this is all about because I'm reading this in Philstar. When I first read this, it just like we've we've seen this we've seen this show before. I don't want a rerun. You know, it's I feel like this is in the verge of a rerun. I mean, what do you think well, about this, Pam? Like, I what mean, are you thinking about this? Well, I mean, there is a reason why they're you know they're that saying history repeats itself. It's a tried and true statement. <laughs> Yeah. I just, it's just very concerning. Yeah. I'm kind so. of, I'm just, I'm worried. I'm worried. And it doesn't help, you know, like, optics-wise, it doesn't help that the sons of the president of the Philippines, that why this was imposed in the first place, optically, it doesn't look good. You know? Now, I say, I say that, you know, in a PR standpoint, because it really is, I mean, you can't help but notice, right, <laughs> that, that who is in the office, what they're doing now, and they're bringing this up now. So, they could have done this with Duterte, they could have done this with freaking, um, you know, uh, you know, what's his name, Aquino. Um, yeah. The son of Kino. So it's I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of it's it's a little interesting. So yeah, I'd like to know what other Filipinos think about this. I want to know what what your stance is on it. I might be completely wrong, and I will admit I will freely admit what the other side thinks about this. Because um, I'm not. 
I don't pretend to be a political genius here. I don't know, but it's it just just it just it just reeks of durian right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Which is odd because you like durian. I like durian. <laughs> I don't like the smell of durian. I like the taste of durian, but when it smells. Ooh, something died. Um. So. Uh, is there is there like any happier news that yes. you could? Did you know, Pam? Okay, this what, is not from Edwin? this is not from the Philippines, but did you know? Vancouver has a Philippine restaurant month. A Filipino um, restaurant month. A April. month dedicated to Filipino restaurants. April what? is Filipino restaurant month in Vancouver and other cities in Canada are picking up as well. Including uh, Ottawa. You know <laughs> the capital of Canada. You know, I'm I'm actually curious, and I'm actually gonna Google it right now. Is does Canada have a higher Filipino population than the I don't U.S.? I think so. Although, I mean, if I wasn't, if I wasn't, I mean, I mean, I know people are because it's hard to get in the United States. Maybe they're taking doing a beeline to Canada. I don't know. You know, maybe it's easier. They're a little bit more immigrant friendly over there in in Canada right now, right? Um, so they might be, there might be a bigger population in, in, in Canada, especially Vancouver. Vancouver is like, you know, it's a port city. It's a Pacific port city. So it's just like LA. Huh. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking, why don't we have this here? I want some good deals on f- restaurants and Filipino restaurants and, in you know, in the United States. Hey, Twin Cities, Filipino Restaurant Month. Let's do it. Let's do it. Filipino Restaurant Month. I'm yeah, a big advocate. Yeah, Jolly Bee, okay? Yeah, CSFA. Every, I know, every, every episode, I bring it up. I will start. I will never stop bringing it up until we do. Okay? Yes. Jolly Bee, I know you can hear me. Look, CSFA, Filmin, and all the other organizations around here, Filipino Restaurant Month. Come on, let's get some deals on the table. Let's get some so, buy one get ones. I know the Philippines like their their buy one get ones. <laughs> you know. Oh my god. <laughs> so, I'm just doing a, a very very quick Google search Google search on it. Um, so according to a t- the 2010 census, there were 3.4 million Filipino Americans. Um, now if I look up Filipino Canadians, yeah. Well, do they show the 2010? Well, based on this Wikipedia in 2016. Yes. It's less. Only 851,410. And they have a Filipino restaurant month. And they have Filipino restaurants? <laughs> yes. I think we're behind the times here. We got <laughs> we got to they gotta light some fires or something, you know. By it's the kinda... by, the 2021 census, Filipino Amer- Canadians enumerated to 957,355. Yeah. And two of them, it was the kind of funniest thing. I have a couple of my Filipino friends um, who actually work in the same place I do. Yeah, both of them are from Canada. I had no idea. Like they're they're. They're they're immigrants from Canada. They're Filipino. 
So, go figure. I know there was Filipinos in Canada. I mean, I'm sorry. Can yeah, Phil there was Filipinos in Canada. So I know that that's a thing, right? I mean, we're not exclusive here in the United States, but right. you know, but they have just—I don't know—they have Filipino Restaurant Month. So actually, <laughs> it looks like the whole Filipino Restaurant Month in Canada is actually new. It is new. new. It is new. Because this year is actually their second annual. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It's... I'm like, <laughs> and their population is less than the U.S. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, I think we should take a page <laughs> from our friendly neighbors to the north. <laughs> we should have a Filipino <laughs> restaurant bus. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> 957,000 is what was needed in order to get this, you know, month in. Yes. I'm I'm mad yeah. to be honest. I am mad as a Filipino <laughs> and a foodie. Yes, both of you and I are foodies. We go to restaurants all the time, right? We've been to all the Filipino restaurants around town. Okay. <laughs> to be honest, there should be more. <laughs> to be honest, there should be more. We're growing. But we'll take we'll take what's there. <laughs> but I'm sure it's not hard to do a Filipino restaurant month. I'm sure, the, I'm sure the restaurants would love that just because they'll get the variety. <laughs> you know, everybody likes a good buy one, take one. <laughs> you know? So. <laughs> so <laughs> Edwin, Edwin goes in, can I have the BOGO on the on the Dinuguan? Oh, heck yeah. And he's like, oh, you're sharing? Oh, no, it's, it's, oh, it's both just for me. me. <laughs> <laughs> just for me. What are you talking about? It's just for me. <laughs> anyway, so that's the news in the uh, uh, overseas. Anyway, but Pam wants to talk about the uh, Pam wants to talk about a thing here. Pam, what do you want to talk about? I'm gonna go into my inner Shakespeare mode and okay. say. What's in a name? Um, so, so if no one really has heard from our other podcast, um, I am I went through a divorce, and with that, uh, I am changing my name back to my maiden name. And I won't, I won't, for security reasons, I won't say what. Yeah, not, I'm not gonna. A, yeah, I'm not doxing Pam here. It's a very. <laughs> It's a very, it's a very Spanish name and it's very common. So, um, but so I went to, uh, like an, uh, a banking institution and I brought in all my documents and the person that was helping me, I mean, they like switched like back and forth on the, on the whole name change and they just got all confused. It's like, why are you using your middle name as your new last name? And so I had to give an impromptu history les lesson <laughs> on how, like, like they asked me what my ethnicity is. And I told them Filipino. It's like, oh, so it's a f that's a Filipino name? And I'm like, not, not really. And so I had to explain to them that the Philippines was a Spanish colony for many years. 
And they were like, oh, so that was going on for a long time. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and me and Edwin were talking about it uh, off off the show. And, and we were like, um, so the typical Filipino name structure, ty typically, I won't say all, but typically, you're giving your personal name, which is what we call here your first name. Your first name. What what people call you. <clears throat> your middle name is your mother's maiden name. Yeah. And your last name is generally your father's last name. Yeah. Usually that's a family name. Yeah. Um and so we were we were just talking about it and I'm thinking that is very much not only Filipino, but I think it's also Spanish, Spanish too. Yeah, it's very much. I think we got it from the Spanish. I mean, I've got I've got you know Mexican coworkers or other Latino, like you know Latino country look you know, coworkers. There is the same thing, right? And there's always like two last names. And especially for the for the males, there's two first names. Like I've got two first names, <laughs> right? Yeah. First and actually, I got first first name and a second name, and my middle name and my last name. Right? Middle name comes from my mom. Last name comes from my dad. Right? Yeah. And that's the family name. So. And I think it has, and now I may be wrong, but I think it has to deal with, like, it's just basically proof of you are your mom and dad's child. Yeah. This is like, you know, John, I'm not, son of Jacob type stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. And I'm not sure what the, how the names worked before the Spanish well came I think I'm not sure if there were surnames but I think they were like clan names they were like clan tribal names like I know like I know that like my last name is a tribal name like it's a like uh, it's a clan name like there's places in the in in Philippines with my last name right and they have deep roots to to like pre-magellan times right and so and you can't find my like you can probably find like a derivative of my name mm -hmm. like other places but it's the same like same sound right for instance like like you go to you know you go over to like okay Europe, Europe right you have Swenson or Anderson, right? With an O. You go to a different country. It's Swenson Anderson with an E. Right? <laughs> yeah. Or a sort of a different sort of spelling, but it sounds the same, right? My name is sort of like that. You'll see different versions of my name different places in the Philippines. Right? Yeah. But essentially, it's like one whole i don't know if it's like sub subdivided like tribal territories or whatever i don't know 
that's I don't know about that. I'd love yeah. to know, but the thing is, I know that like my name and per you know my last name is has deep roots to like pre Magellan. But okay, but to me, it's like you know if. People who don't know the history of, like, Filipino names, right? There was a certain time of point, like, during the 19th century, where every Filipino name was redone to sound, to be Spanish, okay? Yeah. So, there, apparently, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a record somewhere that, that the Spanish made, because Span the Catholic Church were crazy just crazy um, record keepers. Yes, okay? they were. <laughs> they were just the best, you know, archivist record keepers. I think, mean, unfortunately, they weren't so good at like preservation, <laughs> especially in the Philippines, because of the salt water and the salty air. Not very good for for acidic paper. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But there was a record somewhere where you could that. This was the person's old name, right? And here's the new name. And that's where you get, like, Hernandez. That's where you get, like, you know, um, Fuentes. That's where you get, like, um, uh, you know, um, I don't know name, name, a, name a last name, of, you know, a very Spanish last name, right? Uh, yeah. You know, De Leon and freaking, um, what was the other one I know? Um, uh, I'm trying to remember, like, <laughs> names that I know, right? It's like, it's very Spanish-esque names. Um, because it was easier for the Spanish to to keep track of people if they knew that the last names were. At least that's what that's what the, the justification was, mm -hmm. you know? So, but there's a lot of places in the Philippines where the, the Spanish didn't have that, or they just like, they weren't really as guarded as well, like I say in Cebu or Manila or, or even, you know, like, you know, like the big cities where, where there's a lot of like Spanish centric names mm -hmm. where I come from in the islands. <laughs> You know, the yeah. the archipelago area. You know, like the really like island islands. Um, they sort of skipped like they kept their their tribal names. That's why mine is very tribal. There's you know other names that in the Philippine um, last names that are very tribal, and mm -hmm. you can really tell because it's like it's really hard to pronounce names. You know, it's like. You know, and a lot of, and here's a crazy thing. A lot of the tribal names really sound like Indian. Mm -hmm. And yeah. they kind of sound like, like, they definitely sound Malay. But yeah. that's the, because that's where their, their original Filipino language came from. You know? Yep. But it's so, it's really interesting to, you know, like when you, when it comes to a name. You know, you kind of sort of figure out like, oh, you know, your name is, you know, you know, you know, Fernando, um, you know, you know, Alvera or something like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, like you're from Manila, right? <laughs> you know, like, you know, it's like yeah. that. 
I'm, I was I was just kind of when you were talking about it and how um how clan names or just names in general that were you know in the Philippines and then the Spanish came and then they changed the naming system um not only yeah because of you know the Christian name yeah. and it's also for taxation purposes too. It is. It is. It was for taxation purposes. It was for it's again, it was about about record keeping. Yep, you know? registry. Yep. Registry, right? So it was record keeping, it was it was censuses, it was um Catholic, you know, Catholic baptism, you know, certifications, all this other stuff, right? It was again, it was easier for the Spanish to keep track of the Filipino people because of when they did this name change, that's what, that was their justification. And yeah, and it's it's interesting because you know how uh, the Spanish alphabet, there's the N, and then the N with the little you know squiggly line on yeah. it. <laughs> the squiggly the line. Yeah. 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 The as as time progressed, the 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 squiggly line on top of the that N, that actually fell apart. Due to U.S. imported typewriters, because yes. they didn't have, they didn't have it. What the heck that is? <laughs> yeah. So that's that's probably the reason why we don't I use it. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it, because <laughs> again, it wasn't just the Spanish that was that was occupying and ruling the Philippines. It was also the United States, because they annexed us for X amount of years. And and you know so. what? I mean. I'm just I'm going through a Wikipedia page regarding of Filipino names. The not so famous surname that is neither Spanish nor Tagalog, um, or Filipino in general, Chinese. Mm-hmm. The Chinese, and usually you could just kind of tell because they provided examples here, like Gokongwei, mm-hmm. Ongpin, Pepengo. Your chango. Yeah, it, it had. It I remember has like a very slight, yeah. like Chinese. You could hear it. My my uncle's my uncle's name. One of my uncle's uh-huh. name that married into the family. He had a Chinese name. Mm. You know, and I'm not. I know. Well, I was told that my mother's mother had like a bit of a Chinese. Um, blood in her i think mm-hmm. but um i unfortunately don't remember her name so i don't really know uh, yeah. my, what her name is there's a whole line of my entire my extended family that have chinese ancestry and you can tell because i'm not trying to be you know racist here or anything like that or you know whatever like you can tell by their eyes yeah you know you can and it's just it. That's that's the characteristic, right? I'm not, you know. It's and 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 their last and their paternal last name in uh, in their on their on their you know in the, one of their lines has is a Chinese name, right? It was my yeah. it was my uncle's mother's last. Yeah, it was my uncle my uncle's mother's last name was Chinese. And that's where the line goes goes to. And mm-hmm. yeah, very much so. I mean, 
again, we talked about this before in the on this on the show where the Philippines is like this like just this uh boil, you know, like like just a pot of like mishmash from different places in in Asia. You know, mainly because it was a port. You could not get into certain places in in Asia coming from the Pacific. Or getting out to the Pacific, chances are you're going to hit the Philippines. You know, yep. Manila was a huge port city. You know? Yep, and that's so. and you know when you know when I when we did the whole twenty three and Me thing, I was actually surprised that like a a small percentage of my DNA was actually like Pakistani. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I would never have thought that. <laughs> <laughs> but then if you think about it, I mean that region did travel that far. Oh yeah. The, the, I what was it? I had like Indian in mm-hmm. Pakistan, you know? And that didn't surprise me at all just because I know the history of like the migration patterns. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like again, Malay is a derivative of of Indian dialects. And Tagalog is a Malayan language mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mata right i well tagalog for i mata exists in malaysia is mm-hmm. the same word exists in india and you know and, you know it, it is quite interesting because I, I like watching foreign films um it's interesting if you like take a snippet from like a Malay film and then play like a Filipino film in its original language you can hear the similarities mm-hmm. between the languages um yeah and speaking what? of uh of uh back to the whole surnames mm-hmm. or whatever um it turns out um the Igorots that lived in northern Luzon. Yep, they're they're tribal. They, they're native. They were. It sounds like <clears throat> they were able to pres, uh, to preserve their naming customs for for the you know before Spanish came in. Yep. Um. It says here, like Indonesian names, uh, um, each group had their own naming customs. They 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 are only given. Uh, like one name and no surname mm-hmm. and usually it's connected to natural phenomena or objects like water or wind or whatever mm-hmm. where very you, simple where where have we heard that before <laughs> right? <laughs> right i don't know native americans <laughs> you know right it's a, and, it's and a by thing. the time yeah and by the time they weren't expecting for outsiders to be like that's way too simple. Let's let's give you a last name. How about Smith yeah. or something like that? And where where have we heard that before? <laughs> you know, uh, you know, Catholics coming into the United States and other oh European centric things, or, right? Where you're no longer, you know, talks with Bear. Your name is John. I mean, we've heard this before. You know. Oh yeah, even even with immigrants in in New York. Yeah, even the Russian immigrants, they'll be like, what's your name? And then they'll give them their original Russian name. And then yeah. they'll be like, 
Okay. Uh, Mr. John Smith or something. Yeah, it like happened. That. Yeah, it happened with immigrants oh coming God. in from Ellis Island. We've seen that. Yeah. And that's quite that's quite sad. And I was actually, you know, speaking of names, I'm just gonna redirect it here to to the Americas and saying how disrespectful we can be when it comes to like non-English names like especially those like Russian or Indian even yeah where the accents are yeah are very hard so it's not a a it's more like a ah yeah. And even so, there are different forms of A's that, you know, your mouth can produce. Yep. There, I, I had a friend. Um, he is uh, of Pakistani blood. He's, he introduced me as his, like, he, Keith. Like, he would, like, I would know, I would know him as Keith. But then later I learned, oh, that's not your legal name. And I was like, really? And it's some other name. I'm like, well, why didn't you tell me? And he was like, well, I just get tired of trying to have people say it incorrectly and have me try to explain, no, 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 it's this. So I just settled with Keith because it's it's easy, shorter. <laughs> it's easy. And, uh, yeah. and to me, and I was like, I, I can kind of understand that. But then I'm like, well, that's kind of sad. Yeah. That you would need to do that. That is, I mean, that is sad. I've, I've, I mean, I, I, to me, it is like, you know, like, it's the same thing with like, like we have like issues with pronouns these days. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, I've messed up, right? Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. I've messed up, but I'm willing to, you know, like, I'm willing to, I mean, correct myself if i mess up right mm -hmm. i make a concerted effort to you know to learn people's pronouns and how they want to be called right yeah in terms of what you know their pronoun is and trust me i'm filipino anybody knows filipino language there are no <laughs> pronouns right am i right, right? yeah there are no pronouns when i was here when i was a little kid heck I got my he's and she's messed up and I got made fun of it. You know, it's, yep. you know, this is just like another layer of that to me, you know, but yeah. I'm an adult. I'll make a concerted, concerted effort. And, you know, and it, it's, it's just another one of those things where, where like, don't be afraid to, to tell us, you know, like your real, you know, like your real name. Yeah. Because and settle for something else. Because to me, you know, like your name is your identity. You know, it's right. where you know. And if we mess up, we mess up. You know, correct us on it. You know. Yeah. But we'll definitely make you know for me at least. You know, or for, for the path, we'll make a concerted effort to learn. Exactly. <laughs> you know? and, and you know what, my my uh. This whole name change thing and having that person ask, oh, well, that's interesting. At least they put in an effort to try to understand. Because in the American naming scheme of things, middle names are just another name given. Yeah. 
while as for you know Spanish and Filipinos, um, it's all in the family. Yeah, I'm carrying my mother's and father's names that's, with me. Yeah, there's so, a whole ancestral line with it, and that's history, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I did my genealogy because I was so interested in it, and you know. Just my last name. That's how I found out about my last name, just to go through the ancestry. And I'm just like, oh, so my name has significance, <laughs> you know? And I mean, yeah. And you put, yeah, you were curious yeah. of of that. And and I think what I wish, because my, my conversation could have gone two different ways. It could have gone many ways, but the two that I was thinking of is that yeah, they were genuinely curious and wanting to know more, or they would have been like, "Oh, that's weird," or you know, very dismissive yeah. about it. And I'm like, I mean, "Okay, yeah. wasn't expecting that." But the fact that they showed effort really did help. Yeah. And I just wish that other people would treat other people's names the same way mm-hmm. and if you it's want to bit- change your name that's totally up to you if you feel yourself as like a you know yeah as a different person and you feel like you need to change the name i mean i'm talking about like gender identities right yeah lgbtq you know that sort of thing and i know a ton of people who yep. changed their name because their name did not fit who they were that's totally you, <laughs> you know. Yep. So, I guess I guess from from this takeaway is that um, your name does matter. Yeah. Your name does matter. Stick to it. Um, yeah. Your, yeah. Filipino names, you know, and every other name. That's. I mean, we've got some of the most unique names, especially if you have a you have like a like a clan tribal name. You don't know about it, you know. It's always interesting to find out where you come from, you know, especially yes. where your name comes from, because I didn't know and I figured it out. And and the history of where you come from, you know, says a lot about, you know, says a lot about, you know, your upbringing, who you are, right? Because yeah. some I found out that, you know, I'm not the only one who like sort of acted like me. <laughs> You know, like apparently I had an ancestor who was also like a, that was sort of similar. That was really into like music and really into, you know, arts and doing his own thing, you know, and sort of clicked with that ancestor. So, I mean, who knows Mm -hmm. what you can find out about, you know, where you come from and, you know, where your name comes from. Heck, you could have like a town named after after your family. Yeah, I did not know that. I'd I'd love to visit the town where my name comes from. You know, like and visit your the statue of your what was it, uncle? Yeah, I saw that statue. I saw the the things. You know, it was it was one of those things where it's just like, why didn't I know this? This is like awesome. Like, why didn't I know this? I could have done this in elementary show and tell. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that's funny. So yes. So that's it. So yeah, that is our message for the day. And uh, hey, that is the end, I think, of our show. Um, so 
if you have uh, any comments, suggestions, or anything, or you have any issues of what we've talked about today, we'd love to hear from you guys. I mean, you know, we are only two brains here, and, <laughs> you know, we can only know so much. If you want to add to our conversation, if you want to add to, or you want to correct us on something, you know, we could probably happily, you know, take that. I, you know, and uh, if you have, uh, if you live in Vancouver, you know, how do you feel about, <laughs> you know, Philippine Restaurant Day? I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> um, I, could just, I could just picture someone sending us munching on <laughs> adobo. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> They're in <yes>. Vancouver. <laughs> hey, and if you have pictures of your big spoon, big fork, <laughs> I'd love to see it. They have different designs. I know that because mine doesn't look anything like what my, what my, my parents had. Uh, that'd be cool too. Um, anyways, you, um, my name is Edwin. You can reach me at, uh, you can reach me at, uh, well, you can't reach me on Twitter anymore. So you can go Instagram. I'm on Instagram yeah. at DIY Edwin. Um, or you can email us at, um, hollow, hollow hangouts at gmail.com. Pam, where can they reach you? Um, you could still find me on Twitter, even though I've actually cut back on activity on it. Um, uh, it's my handle is pandacatdragon1 on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Instagram um, at pandacatdragon. I'm also behind our Facebook page for both this podcast and our other podcast at Legend Creators. Um, is that it? That's it. I think that's it. I think. <laughs> um, again, uh, if you haven't uh, subscribed, please do so. We always want to see our. Um, that's that's how the that's how the podcasting world works, right? More subscriptions, more likes, and that sort of thing. I mean, I hate doing it. Comment, like, and subscribe. Ugh. But <laughs> you know, that's how the world works. Um, if you haven't, if you you know, feel free to share this podcast with your friends and your family. Uh, we are. Uh, you know, it's Filipino centric, so we've got Filipino families and friends out there that don't, haven't heard us. Uh, you know, please share, comment, like, and subscribe to the channels. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, we are glad that you're sticking around. Uh, what episode number is this? 37? This is episode 36. 36. So, this is episode 36 of Hollow Hollow Hangouts. Mabuhai. Mabuhai.